listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. On the heels of a not surprising Nick Laws. Why are you so happy about it, Larry? Well, I'm not happy, but I'll explain next on ESPN New York Tonight. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. That is the number to join us on this Thanksgiving Eve edition of ESPN New York tonight. Along with Giselle and Joel, we're here to talk to you about things going on in the world of sports. We will talk about the Knicks. We will talk about the Nets. We will talk about the Giants, Jets, and the New York Rangers. And we'll keep you updated on the New York Islanders. We're about to get underway on the West Coast. We have a lot to do this evening here on ESPN New York tonight. And we thank you for joining us. By the way, Thanksgiving Eve. I can't wait to hear what some of you folks have got for side dishes tomorrow. I can't wait to hear what uh, is going to be feasting on your table while you're snoozing through an afternoon of eh, football games. All right, let's go to work. We begin in Toronto, north of the border, where the Knicks lost to the Toronto Raptors 126-98. And normally after Knicks losses, I come on and I'm either livid or I'm upset or I'm embarrassed, and I'm talking about just how this Nick team just is not doing what they're supposed to do, what's going on, what's up. Here's the bottom line. Did I expect anything else from this team playing the defending champions of the NBA, even without Kawhi Leonard? No. This is what it is. This is showing you how far away talent-wise you are from the elite teams. And Pat O'Keefe told you in the postgame, the Knicks struggle against teams that were in the playoffs last season. Why? Because they don't have a lot of talent. So when we look at the score tonight and we look at the box score, it's pretty much what we always figured. Against a Toronto team that is, in a word, outstanding defensively. They are. They just are. Very, very good. And they love to push the tempo, and you push the tempo against a team that doesn't get back on defense, and you get easy baskets. So what else is new? That's the way it goes. That's the way it is. So for tonight, it was, listen, it it was an experience for these young players. The R.J. Barretts, uh, the Iggy's, okay, the young guys, to look up and and see how champions perform. Okay, and it's very simple, and that was the difference. And, and guess what? The Knicks hit free throws tonight. They shot eighty-three percent from the line, eighty-three percent. Do you know how many games the Knicks would have? Probably three or four more wins if in those games they shot eighty percent from the free throw line. They would because they just can't hit free throws. It, it's the same thing with them. But tonight, it's one of the positives of this team. Um, they had 18 turnovers, and you can't do that against a, a, a team that's better than you because you just give them easier baskets. That doesn't make any sense. And it's the same story. Julius Randle, 7 of 14, had 19 points. Marcus Morris, obviously Nick Nurse was determined. That guy, Morris Sr., that, that guy, he's not beating us tonight. 21 minutes, 3 of 7 for 7 points. 
a whopping minus 26. And believe it or not, the Knicks actually led in this game by double digits at one point. Earlier in this game, the Knicks ran on a 17-2 run. And I was driving in, and I'm listening to the outstanding work of Ed Cohen and uh, Brendan Brown here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm driving in, and I'm listening to this go on this run. I'm like, wow, they're up 12? So <laughs> the first thing that comes into my mind, okay, in the fourth quarter, they will not be up 12. In the fourth quarter, we're going to be talking about how because there was nobody to take over the reins of the offense to give it direction, either a solid point guard or a closer player, that they're going to find a way to lose this lead. And they found a way to lose the lead earlier than the fourth quarter because it was that 37-17 run by the Raptors that just turned this game over. The game, game set match, done. So that was the situation with the Knicks. Meanwhile, up in Boston, it was the Nets and the Boston Celtics. Now this, of course, it's uh, revenge night on ESPN TV. Yeah, that's what it is. Revenge night on the mothership. The the first game was Nets-Celtics. Oh, remember, like, Kyrie used to play for Boston? And now he was allegedly, as I put up in air quotes, going back to Boston. But, you know, he's injured and he wasn't on the bench. And then in the second game, in the second game, it's, you know, uh, Anthony Davis going back to New Orleans to face the Pelicans. So it was it was revenge night. It's revenge night on ESPN. And for the Nets, I got to say this. And we talked about it, and there were a lot of folks when we were talking free agency last year or last summer that were talking about Kimball Walker. And I'd rather have Kimball Walker than Kyrie Irving because I like Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker's on the floor. He's a little bit older, but still, I like what he brings to the table. And tonight, he was outstanding. 39 points in 31 minutes. He was 13 of 24, including 6 of 10 from the land of three. And he led them as the Celtics beat the Nets 121 to 110, stopping the Nets' winning streak. And they look, Boston 13 and four, undefeated at home. This is not last year's Boston Celtics team right now. This is a Boston Celtics team that's playing very well. It's a Boston Celtics team that uh, looks to be have better chemistry than they had last year. And so um, they're playing very, very well early, and they're paced, of course, by uh, Kemba Walker. Tonight, the leading scorer was uh, Joe Harris for the, for the Nazi. No, I'm sorry, Temple was the leading scorer. He had 22. Joe Harris had 21. And Spencer Dinwiddie had 16. The the starting five, all in double figures. The bench is what hurt them. They only got, what's that, 10, 17, 19, 22 points from their bench. And when you play against Boston, they their bench is pretty good. So, and Dinwiddie was due to have one of those games. He was 5 of 19, 2 of 8 from 3. So, he was not on fire as he normally is. 
and you could see the difference. So that's what hurt. That's what hurt the Nets. 1-800-919-3776. Taking your phone calls on ESPN New York tonight. Talking about the Knicks and the Nets. And, of course, the Rangers with a 3-2 win over the Carolina Hurricanes at the Garden. And this was a – this was, if you're a Ranger fan, leaving the Garden right now, I want to hear from you because you had to be a little nervous. You got three first-period goals. And that was it. That was it. Sabanajad, Smith, and Fox all scored for the Rangers in the first period. Sabanajad was a power play goal. And then nothing else. You hope Lundqvist shuts out the Hurricanes in the first period, gives up two goals in the second period, and nobody scores in the third. That's wild. That is wild. But the Rangers at 12-9-2, and and I hope you Ranger fans had a chance to listen to John Davidson, who was on the Michael K. Show earlier today, who did a nice job giving you some insight on what they want to do with the team and some of the things they're looking at and some of the players and where they want to go, some of the goals for this team. And the Rangers' young team starting to put it together, starting to show you some signs of, of where they want to go, starting to point upward. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they continue. But this is a nice win for them tonight, starting to string some wins together, playing better. And, uh, you know, this was a nice night for them. But I'm telling you, if you're a Ranger fan, you're sitting there like, can we score some more goals, please? How do we How do we score three goals in the first period and then we just sit there biting our nails to the nubs for two more periods, hoping and praying that, you know, we get out of this with a win? But they did. So give uh, give the King credit, who's played very well of late. The King is performing. This is vintage Lundqvist right now. I don't know how long he's going to be this way. I don't know. But he's doing well right now. 1-800-919-3776. Spike is in Jersey. Spike leads us off on ESPN New York tonight. Well, Brother Larry, thank you for getting me on quickly. Much appreciated. I want to wish you and your family an outstanding, wonderful, happy Thanksgiving again. Uh, you and your family as well, Spike? I'm going to. I can't wait. And I'm going to tell I'm going to be very, very quick tonight. My mm-hmm. nephew's going to probably uh, give you a mouthful. Uh, no pun intended with the food. Um, <laughs> this team's quit on this coach. Do you have the box? Because I always ask you. Well, yes, I, I, I do. won't even guess what Toronto shot from three, but it had to be 50%. Oh, and they were. No, 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 Spike. No, 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 no. 51.2%. <laughs> They were over fifty percent. Twenty one of forty one. Remember Filene's in Boston? Yes. Yeah, they they had closeouts. The Knicks never shopped there. <laughs> You're right, What's they don't. You know, you and I and and my nephew, it's it's I it's it's I can't even I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I know this is a good team and then I see Siakam's turning into Kawhi Leonard right in front of us. He, he's Amazing. very good. Amazing, amazing. My, my wife says, "Isn't that a walk?" You know, I said, "No, he's he's just pivoting." And and he was in Cameroon and playing soccer. He's, he reminds me of the Elijah monster a little bit. Uh, and then you know, he's very good too. Yeah. Oh, and, and what about the little guy, Fred Van Fleet? Uh, oh, he just. The, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you see, you see the great coverage uh, Frank had on him in the first quarter. Anyway, look, look, this is this is a, 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 if this team wins twenty <laughs> games, I'll be shocked, shocked. 
And you know it. I know, Spike. But Spike, look, you can't be, you can't be upset at this. This team, there's no no. way this team was, there's so much better. But there's so much better. Spike. You play ball. Can the coach teach him to put someone on the can? Put him down. Kevin Knox looks like he's sleepwalking out there. Yeah, he's struggling. He's gone. He's He's gone. He's struggling. You're so kind. He's struggling. You're so kind. He's young. He's young. That's why I'm saying they struggle. He's young. Who look? Mitchell played hard with intensity tonight. Julius Randle. uh, If I ever got one right in my life, it's a numbers hanger like that. When he threw a couple of passes into the stands, and and they locked down Morris, as you you aptly said, they're thirty points better than the Knicks. They're letting this friend shoot fifty one percent from the three point line, Mm -hmm. uncontested. It's and the coach does nothing. My friend keeps saying, he says, he's not a defensive coach. Mike Woodson was. I said, they do nothing. They do nothing over and over and over. And we can name six or seven guys. I don't know who it was tonight, the whole team. But anyway, I didn't call for that. I called to wish you a wonderful, outstanding uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Eat well and hearty. And are you going to be on Sunday? Yes, I am. And yes, I will. <laughs> okay. I will find you and uh, treat my nephew nice tonight. I think he's going to be a little hot at the coach. Okay. Well, you know, it's okay, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the kind words. It's okay. I mean, listen, what do I always tell you? Sports is about production. And 4-14, and Knicks aren't producing. There's no question about it. They're not. Now, am I overly upset at the lack of performance? This team, Toronto, the Knicks are not even on the same block in the same neighborhood talent-wise against Toronto. And this is a championship team that is built. What's their identity, Spike? Toronto's identity is defense. That's their identity. And they shoot the heck out of the three-point ball. But they're a defensive team first. And that was built by Nurse and Kawhi Leonard last season. That's the foundation of this team. And so they just continue what they do best. And that is solid defense. They lock you down. They make you work for every single basket. And when you are limited in your offensive weapons, it's hard work. You're passing the ball around and there's nobody open. And then you hit a shot, the shot is long, and then they go the other way, and then transition, they just pull up for three, bang. Bang. I mean, the Knicks shot 37%. They were 29% from three. They shot 12 of 41. They couldn't find the basket. So that's why you get games like you get tonight. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue the conversation. We'll also talk a little football. Sam Donald reacted to the uh, page six, quote, story, unquote, of him just, you know, hanging out till the wee hours of the morning. 1230. (laughs) We'll talk about that next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 9870 ESPN. (laughs) This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Hour number two, Thanksgiving Eve edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. Hopefully you guys are doing some stuff, getting ready for tomorrow's big day with food and family. We thank you for allowing us to be a part of it. We're here to Freddie Fitzsimmons at midnight. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Kyrie Irving has spoken. 
Now, you remember I mentioned to you that on ESPN tonight, it was revenge night. It's Kyrie and the Nets returning to Boston, where Kyrie played last year. And in the second half of the doubleheader, it's Anthony Davis returning to New Orleans, where he played last year. Kyrie Irving on Twitter, I quote, it happens all the time. And tonight just shows how sports slash entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. It's one big show that means very, very little because the second very was in caps. Very, very little in the real world that most people live in because there are actually things that matter going on within it. Like figuring out a life that means more to you than a damn ball going through a hoop. Or learning how to grow up being in the fishbowl of society based on your popularity level as a person. Or even dealing with becoming the leader of your family after someone's passing and not knowing how to deal with life after it happens. But this game of sports entertainment matters more than someone's mental health and well-being, right? Or the real-life things that happen to people every day, but they still have to perform for the NBA and its fans, question mark, right? Question mark. It's all about doing it for the fans and organizations that love you so much. Think again. It's a game and it's promoted as a fandom experience for ticket buyers and viewers at home while defacing who people truly are as people. Then spat out over all these media networks as valuable food for thought while they actually believe that their opinions hold weight to real cultural leaders that speak and act for change. One big gimmick with some smoke and mirrors. I'll always be the one that takes the stand and speaks on the truth every time, though. A purposeful and spiritual-led life will always be bigger and more meaningful than any sports arena or any entertainment space. This game isn't meant to be controlled and and shown as a drama. It's meant to show the love. Love for the art is the only damn thing that keeps the purest people in this giant sports entertainment circus. Don't fall for the game that's played in front of you as entertainment. It'll never be as serious as dealing with, in huge capital letters, life. Huh. I just was wondering what it was going to be like when he went to Boston. I was just, you know, he's hurt. And, you know, he didn't show up at the Garden. He didn't show up in Boston. I was just wondering what it was going to be like. Did I really expect him to be in Boston? No, I didn't. I didn't. And obviously, he's uh, been taking some criticism for not being there, maybe. And this is his response. Fascinating. What do you think about what Kyrie had to say? 1-800-919-3776. Charlie's in Woodside. Hey, Charlie, you're next on 987 ESPN. Larry, good evening. I uh, hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Please don't say it to me. But please don't say it to me because unfortunately I won't be able to spend anything uh, family wise. So, oh, so I can't so, tell you happy Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, yes, because uh, my situation is kind of like you know, little kind of woeful. So, oh, I'm sorry, Charlie. Well, maybe, maybe you take this Thanksgiving to be thankful for the things that you can control. Uh, I guess so. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, everything works out. I hope so but, well, as, as well for you. So, um, before I talk about, I got two points. Um, mm-hmm. I still want to talk about the, the Giants. I know you sure. said about the quarterback. I, I, I don't see this quarterback being a franchise quarterback. I mean, at best, yes, I okay. bet this dude is an average quarterback because 
I saw Sam Donald play. Um, you saw that the first touchdown drive, he almost got out. He got out of the, I mean, escaped the safety, almost near safety, passed mm-hmm. the baby on bail. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the stuff uh, that the football, I mean, and, and like this Daniels quarterback needs. He's too cavalier in the pocket. He does not, he doesn't have a pocket awareness. And of course, turn, turnover has been a theme. And that's on the coaching, too. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I believe this coaching staff should not be. Um, brought back, and of course the GM as well. And of course, I already. You're back. not a big Gettleman guy, are you? No, no. I mean, <laughs> please, please don't. So, I mean, I mean, he's I mean, he's too cavalier. I don't like. I don't, I don't like. He doesn't like really impresses me at all. Mm-hmm. That touchdown, the second touchdown, mm-hmm. that was that was not a good pass. That was a hell mary. I right. mean, how do you let the how do, how do I mean how do you the Bears secondary the three secondary I mean I mean defenders. Back, backed up, and I allow that what Golden take the uh, touchdown. That's that's. I mean, overall, I don't see this guy being franchise quarterback. Right, well, at best, an average quarterback. And, well, we'll see. He may he may get better and surprise you. You never know. Uh, well, and of course they're gonna get blown out against uh, was a uh, Green Bay. You know what's coming? Yes, Green Bay. But um, I want to get into this stuff. I mean, Larry, before I let you go, uh, let me go uh, about the Yankees. And mm-hmm. I mean, the Yankees. On a couple weeks ago, I call I called you about Garrett Colden. Like somebody said, like, "Oh, Cashman being chick." I want to reiterate that. Like, pack. I'm not saying. I mean, the Yankees not cheap. I'm not saying Cashman's not cheap. I mean, overall scheme wise, he's putting together like you know. I mean, not spending a stupid money on Machado, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Machado Harper. Mm-hmm. I mean, he spent on international money. He spent physically. I mean, I mean, what's that spending? Like, you know, smart money overall. He spends money, of course, signing right. relievers. But I don't, I'm starting to know that Cashman, he doesn't want to, like, you know, whatever it takes to this team. I mean, wait, he's almost like he wants to win in the, the World Series in a cheap way. You cannot. That's not. That's not. That you can't do that. Garrett Cole's the last final piece of the puzzle for this team. You know, to win the World Series. I mean, closer to win a world, better chance to win the World Series. I'm, I'm, I know this team didn't hit in big spots in the AL against the Houston Astros and the mm-hmm. ALCS. Yep. But if you have Garrett Cole on the mound, that maybe the hitting would approach been different. Oh, this guy. Okay, this guy's on the mound. We're gonna like. Get we gotta find a way to get it and get get our big hit right there. It's almost like it, it changed the feel. Like Cease when oh nine with CC was there. I mean that's that's it. I mean right now I don't want I I, I hate the fact that Cashman. I mean I, in my mind I'll offer him seven years with two thirty two thirty maybe two forty mm-hmm. because I think that's the market for uh, pitching. I mean I haven't put up uh, money for the pitching market. Mm-hmm. And if if let's let's say if Cashman offers us five years of one twenty five, that's not just insulting to Garrett Cole. That's insulting to your fan base that you know this is the guy you should. I mean you should, this is the guy is the I mean one this is the guy that should get over the hump. Well, you know, it's interesting, Charlie. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. Um, it's interesting because I don't think it's the money with Cashman. I think it's the years. Okay. And, and I think you, Charlie, you just have to face it. This is, this is not the George Steinbrenner crew anymore. This is a, a group of folks, the, the next generation who's very mindful of not paying taxes and, and, you know, not being penalized and, Trying to stay within a budget and not just spending money just for spending sake. It, it's a little different. It's different than what they've been, what you've been accustomed to. Having said that, uh, 
This is also the same team that went out and brought you, you know, uh, Giancarlo Stanton for a ton of money for 10 years. But usually with pitchers, I think because of previous experience and them getting burned by arms, they're just not going to go into a long-term situation with pitchers of six, seven years. They're just not going to do it anymore. Otherwise, you know, Patrick Corbin would have been your starter in the World Series last year. If they wanted to go six, if they wanted to go six years, it would have been him. Okay, here. Instead of Jay Happ or, 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 you know, the Big Maple, who was here this season. They didn't want to go that way. So if Corbin, if, if, uh, Cole is not going to, if Cole is not going to go six, seven, eight years, I don't think he's going to be a Yankee. If he's going to go under that, I think the Yankees have a chance. Plus, everybody knows he really wants to be on the West Coast. So the Dodgers and the Angels really have uh, a better shot, in my opinion, at getting him. And they probably won't even have to pay as much. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Talking to you about Jets, Giants, and Knicks. It's for all the fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad and showing body. A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her, but you're standing on the wall like you was poindexter. Next day's function, high-class luncheon. Food is served in your stone-cold So Kyrie Irving had an interesting tweet that, uh, has hit Twitter. And just from reading it, it sounds like there were folks who criticized him for not being at, the, at Boston tonight as, uh, for that first part of the retaliation doubleheader that's on ESPN. You know, the, the, the former player comes back after leaving for free agency. And going to another team. And now it's their first team. It's the first time they come back to their former team. And of course, the Nets lost that first game to the Boston Celtics. And right now, the Pelicans and Lakers are still going. And Anthony Davis has played very well in this game. So I want to get your thoughts on that. And we're talking about the Jets and uh, Giants and Knicks and Nets as well. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Molette in Newark. Molette, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Um... First time caller, long time listener. Go back to the days of WBLS. Hey, hey, yeah, you. That's a long time. <laughs> and I just want to say before I uh, comment on Kyrie mm-hmm. is that you and the um, the original Mr. Bill Daughtry, mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys for being models for men of color in your profession. And I, I thank you. I want you to keep doing what you're doing, sir. All right. For for Bill Daughtry, I thank you. Okay. Now, um, Kyrie is from Jersey. And, like, my son played against him in high school. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a generational talent mm-hmm. uh, for us uh, when it comes to a basketball. But one thing that I don't get, get with a lot of these players today, do they not are they not familiar with their job description, especially – when they sign a contract guaranteeing them millions, tens of millions of dollars per year. And with these contracts and with, and with these agreements come certain expectations. And, um, if, if, you know, and fans that, you know, being a, 
you know, a joke, part of Joe Q Public, if I pay my hard-earned money for a, 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 a subscription for uh, NBA Network or what have you, or even tickets to a game, you know, I want to see these star players. or You know, I want them to be held accountable for their actions or lack of actions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that's a reasonable expectation. You know, like I understand, like, you know, basketball at its root is a game. Mm-hmm. But the moment you sign that contract, it's a business. Yeah, it's a job. It's you know the game part about it. You're playing. You're getting paid to play a game, and you're getting paid quite handsomely to play that game. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I, I admire that young man for you know for his courage, but yes. also like um, when it comes time for him to be criticized, it goes it goes with the territory. That's a part of his job. He's and in this case, and you know what, Molet, and thanks for the phone call and the kind words. In this case, it's very easy. He's hurt. He hasn't played. Four or five games with the shoulder situation. And obviously, it's okay with him and the team that he's not, maybe he's not traveling with the team. Okay, he was on the bench for some home games, but for the road games, he must not be traveling. So in this case, while I agree with what you're saying, and that's why the NBA, over the past couple of days, Adam Silver is even now tweaking the, quote, load management deal, unquote. On what's happening. And they're making, they're rewording it to be sure that if it's load management, there better be an injury involved. Not just, well, we're resting him to be resting him. There's got to be something involved injury wise that you're saying, okay, he's rehabbing. He's been injured. We're skipping games. We're not doing back to backs or whatever the situation is. But once again, in this case with Kyrie, he's hurt. So he's not going to be there. He's not playing on the court. It's, it's a little different, Molet, than what. But I understand what you're saying, but it's a little different in this case. Josh is in Jersey. Josh, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Yeah, hey, what's up? What's um, up, Josh? Yeah, I was thinking that I just don't understand where Kyrie Irving's going with this. Is he, is he, if he's hurt, then what? I don't, I don't understand that. And why, why would he, um, why would he feel the need to tweet it out if he's actually hurt? That's what I wanted to know. Is the injury real? Yeah, I think so. But what's with the whole tweet? Yeah, no, Josh, he's really hurt. Thanks for the phone call. And, and I understand the confusion. The only way I would, the way it's worded, it seems that he's responding to people who are criticizing him for not being in Boston, traveling with the team. That's the way, I'm, I don't know. But reading the tweet, that's how it appears to me. That they were, they were, you know, letting him have it a little bit for the fact that he didn't travel. And, you know, uh, Anthony Davis, who's not hurt, is playing and he was, he was treated like Porzingis was treated here. <laughs> you know how the Knicks fans treated Porzingis? Well, that's how the Pelican fans treated Anthony Davis. He was booed lustily, vociferously. They let him have it and that's their displeasure. So I guess Kyrie's like, I don't have to travel there. To be booed just for you guys want, cause you guys want to be booed to be on part of this, the, the double header that ESPN has. I guess that, that was his point. Jan's in Yonkers. Hey, Jan, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And Same to you, Jan. You got it. Yeah. I'll make it short and sweet. Jan, yeah, before, before you get started, before you get started, oh. I'm curious. What's your, what's your Thanksgiving uh, side? Favorite one? Mac and cheese. Oh, you're a mac and cheese guy too, huh? Home, home, home baked mac and cheese. All right, Jan, I got you. <laughs> Go ahead, my friend. Uh, I was on the phone with you a couple days ago. Yes. Um, about Alonzo Trier. Yes. 
Okay, I have two points to make. I got a bitter taste in my mouth right now. I can't wait for tomorrow so I can taste some good food. <laughs> you know, this coaching staff has got to go, all of them. First of all, teams, whether we're on the road or at home, are banging home threes on us so much that we can't get down by double digits and can't fight hard enough to get back mm-hmm. into the game. That's point number one. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times he takes out. Yep. Second, he waits, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. He plays Alonzo Trier in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of the game. What happened to the previous three uh, uh, quarters? And again, have a nice day tomorrow. And thanks for taking my call. Hi, Dan. Enjoy. Thank you. You enjoy your Thanksgiving as well. He did, and Trier responded. He had 10 points in seven minutes. Three of four, one of two from the from three-point range, and hit three of three from the free-throw line. I suspect he will get more playing time. Okay, because, okay, he did it that way. You're sitting, you're going to sit. And now I give you the opportunity to play, and he responded. So, no, I think I think Trier is going to get some more playing time. He certainly needs to get some more playing time because this team's got to find a way to score. Okay, if, if they're not going to be able to close out on the three, and they don't close out on the three. Then you you got to find a way to score some more points <laughs> because this is not getting it done. And I don't know how they're going to score more points because they really don't have great shooters. Mark is in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 98.7. Oh, I'm so glad you uh, answered the phone. I heard that little ping because, Larry, I'm, uh, it's Thanksgiving, man. Yes. And and there's so much to be thankful for. Yes. Um, first, Larry, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to you, the whole crew back there, and to all of the ESPN family that calls in every day. You all know who you are, and you're, you're, I love hearing you every day as well as sharing my views, too. So happy Thanksgiving to you and all of yours. And the same to you and your family, Mark. Thank you. Um, so... Me being in a happy mood, you know, um, before I do that, I just want to quickly say, I don't know, I, I do. I've heard the, 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 um, retort from, from Kyrie. And one thing I did get out of it, and, and, that, and I'll make this really, really quick. One thing I got out of it that he said was he mentioned that you never know what somebody is going through that's bigger than a game. I mean, he, how he said it, that, that's him. I'm not him, but he did mention that, you know, you could have a loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, and like you said, you know, we don't know. And, and, and I think before we, you know, you know, as we like to do, bow on somebody when they talk about, you know, uh, yesterday, you know, sorry, ESPN family, I, I lost my daughter's mother yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and, and I was just absolutely floored. Uh, I, I was stunned and, and, and all of us know have been touched by it in one way or another. Um, and and you don't, you know, it, it's just like the blank feeling. So it's, it's, he mentioned that, and I don't know if that happened to him, but, you know, we get through. And, and But it's kind of hard to be happy and super and be cheerful and everything when something like that just comes out of left field. So as long as I don't know what it is, I'm not going to uh, throw any, any uh, stones at, at Kyrie today. Mm-hmm. Um but on a happier note, though, yes. on, on a much happier note, I'm in love with my Jetta, as you know. And Larry, I got to tell you, if you want to have some happiness, watch the football games on Sunday because 
the Jets, the, the more they play the Jets, are like a snowball coming down the hill, bro. Teams are going to have a big time problem beating this football team. I'm telling you, remember I said this because we're supposed to, the Jets can't win run the table. Oh, really? Says who? <laughs> You're right. We'll see. We'll see, Mark. Mark, what's your favorite sides tomorrow? What, what is your favorite sides going to be? I'm so glad you asked me. Um, you know what, Larry? The strange thing is that it, it just depends on where I begin. Because if I tell you it's the stuffing with the gravy, uh-huh. you're going to be like, mmm. And if I tell you it's the the, the turkey, you're going to be like, mmm. Is it the greens? Mmm. Is it the, is it the uh, cranberry sauce, the mac and cheese, the mashed potatoes? Oh, my God. I mean, no matter where you begin, it's, it's like the heaven. So that's how I'm going to roll. <laughs> you know, Mark, in other words, everything's your favorite. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. I'm down with that. I just want you to know, Giselle, Joel, these people, I'm starving to be these people here tonight. It's killing me. And and June started it off with banana pudding. Oh, man. I'm starving. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. I remember this. It's ESPN New York Tonight. 987 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. I see you moving. Look, look. You can move. Don't drop the sweet potatoes in the floor. And then blame me. Because we playing this music here. has got you popping your head and moving and you doing the moves. That you, no, 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 no. Put the food down and then wiggle. Okay, don't be wiggling with the food. Otherwise, we got an issue. And you'll be, you'll be running out of the house at 6 in the morning trying to get to those stores before they close half day to get the rest of your meal together. Freddie Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go back to the phones. Chris is in Manhattan. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Good evening, Larry. How's everything? Everything's great, Chris. What's going on? Well, first, you know, I want to wish you a wonderful, wonderful, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thanks, you, thank I hope you, you and yours. Well, and I, I hope intend you to. a lot. I intend you're to. Yeah, diet soft tomorrow, Jack. Not that I'm ever on one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's because I stay moving. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I know. Um, so first, first things first. Should we get to the? Shall we get to the favorite side dish? Yes. Give, give me, give me your favorite sides. Okay. All right. Well, all-time favorite has got to be macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. This is I got to have my stuffing, bro. Stuffing's outstanding. Macaroni and macaroni and cheese and stuffing to me is like peanut butter and jelly. They got to mm-hmm. be on the plate, side by side, touching each other, intermingling, all of that. Good. Chris, but, you are a thousand percent right. And fortunately yeah. for me, yeah, Jeanette makes the best. Uh-huh. Macaroni salad and macaroni uh, and cheese and stuffing that I've had. Shh, don't don't say this, Chris. It's between you and me. Uh huh. It's even better than my mama. 
Oh, you said you said that out loud. It's better than my mom. You said that out loud over the ra- over the airways. Wow, it's better than but, my mom. But but you have to. You yeah, have, yeah, but, right. Because I ain't living with mama. <laughs> but, but that that brings me. You, hey, you're right about <laughs> everything. She makes everything better. Oh, right? it's outstanding. <laughs> now, but this brings me to an important question. Yes, sir. These people who come to your house yes. now in, in my family, everybody we dog the macaroni and cheese. That's uh-huh. why. That's why we up to we we we're up to two pans. Uh-huh. So I was telling your producer, I've now started in the last what four to five years. I make a short pan of nothing but top. You know why? Why? I got these people in my family, Larry. <laughs> I swear, and and I literally, I hate to say this to y'all. I literally monitor how <laughs> they serve their macaroni and cheese. You know why? You know what my family does? Uh-uh. They like to scrape across the top, bro. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. yes. You're supposed to dig deep and scoop it out. What? No, no. Don't tell them that. No, they want, they, no, they, they, as, as everybody does, they, but they like that crispy top, you know, yeah. where you, where the spoon hits it and you hear the puff. Yes, yes, yes. But these dudes, they, they go like half an inch deep and then they just keep going across the pan. Uh-huh. And one year, I and one year I literally stood up and was like, "No, no, no, y'all gonna start taking some some real deep spoonfuls." Yeah, it's like no, nah, literally, it's like I'd be standing next next to the pan like the bouncer at the club, and I'm watching <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> you're gonna take a proper spoonful because <laughs> and trust me, love 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 it the second and third day. But yeah, yeah I want some top two on the second and third day, Absolutely. man. You know. Yeah, so, right. so you got to make sure you have a separate pan just for you. You got to make a deal. Your pan, oh, top and everything, separate pan just for you. You already know. That, that, <laughs> that is. That and stuff on, it. That, and stuff that it. Goes, that goes, well, yeah, you, 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 have a, you have a little extra stuffing, but my, my family is not as hard on the stuffing as they are. They, they are a beast on that macaroni and cheese. But I'm telling you, you don't, don't get here like 15 minutes late because – Man, it'll There's be no top on the macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese is bald. It's gone, <laughs> gone. I mean, gone. I mean, it might not even be bald. It might be gone. But I mean, it, it, they they bad, man. Wow. wow. But can I get to can I get to something with Sam Darnold? Sure, go ahead, real quick, my Cause, friend. Because um, you know, you're talking about well, he he left the club at what twelve thirty? Yeah. Larry, haven't we all done that? Haven't well, we yeah, all like? And you know, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta go to work tomorrow, and you already thinking, all right, how many hours of sleep am I going to get? Well, okay, if I leave at twelve thirty, all right, I'm gonna get home maybe about one one thirty. I'm gonna do what I have to do. So it sounds pretty smart to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had, like, he had a game like, plan. There's no question, he had a game plan, and he executed it too. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> oh. Listen, man, you enjoy. Thanks, Chris. I'll talk to you on Sunday, man. All right. Well. All right. Thanks again. 1-800-919-3776. James is in Queens. Hey, James, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Larry, happy Thanksgiving to you. And Same to you, James. In your studio. All right, James, what's your favorite um, side dish, James? Come on, talk to me. Stuffing, but I follow it up with, I take the cranberry sauce, I spread it on the turkey. Okay. And then I follow that up with a scoop of stuffing. Everyone oh, thinks I'm not okay. delicious. No, listen, it. listen. Do you like it? I love it. It's That's a, all that matters. It's in the house, too. So it's, like, it's all that oh, matters. It. 
All that matters. What's yours, by the way? Um, I don't have a favorite. I like them all. <laughs> oh, but 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 if but if you really pressed me, I'm I'm with Chris. It's a tie between stuffing and macaroni and cheese. Mm, yeah, I love my I love tomorrow. my stuffing. I love my stuffing or dressing, the depending best. on where, you know, depending on where, where, where you're from. A little bit of gravy on it. Oh, it's outstanding. Oh, please, I can't wait for tomorrow. Oh, yum 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 <laughs> yum yum yum. I'm calling about a Giants question. Okay, so, go ahead. They're two and nine. Yeah. They have five games left, three yep. conference, one is Packers out of the five, and one is Miami. Yep. I mean, see, to me, I'm looking to next season. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people who are – I want to know where they're going to drop in the draft pick because you have the Redskins, the Cardinals, the Bengals. There's a lot of teams with really bad records, and i like to see them get a good pick and keep rebuilding. You know, I mean, yes. will they make it in the top ten? As of right now, they are tied with Washington and Miami for a second. And you know, you know, if they all finish in the tie, strength of schedule, you know, against the conference, all this, there's, there's a bunch of, there's four tiebreakers. There's strength of schedule, there's division record, there's conference record, and then if they all match up, there's the old coin flip, James. So, uh, they could be anywhere from, as of today, they could be anywhere between two and five. Is it bad of me to want them to kind of throw every game like Miami's doing for the rest of the season? Um, no, no. As a fan, no. As a fan, it is not. As players, it would be, but as a fan, it's not because you want to try to get the best possible draft pick that you that that you can Absolutely. get. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think we got a franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones. You do. I think that he's definitely going to be a phenomenal member of that team. I okay. think he's going to take us to a Super Bowl. Okay. I think he needs a couple of things around him. You know. I agree. I agree, and, and and a healthy defense would help him a lot. <laughs> yeah, offensive line, maybe a, another wide receiver coming up the pipe. Yeah, you know, I feel like Sterling Shepard's losing. A, you know, he's losing a little bit. I think he was injured, right? Yeah, but you know, listen, you have a couple of concussions as close as he had them during the season. You know, you it, it takes you a minute. It, it just does. I mean, yeah. it, and I, I know that you know he passed concussion protocol and everything, but you know, then to have it happen to you again. You know, it's not good. So, uh, and then it was just like one injury after the other one for the Giants. And then Golden Tate, you don't have him in the beginning of the season. He starts to get yeah, rolling yeah. a little bit. Now he's got a concussion. And so, you know, Evan Ingram, yeah, season. Evan Ingram has been in and out of the lineup. So you've had some issues, my friend. Yeah. You've had some issues with the Giants this year. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll take a look at it, and I hope you have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you eat lots of turkey and I intend all the to. sides that you love. I intend and, to. I'm uh, going to do my best, James. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to do my best. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. We'll find out your favorite side dish. Plus, David Fisdale and Saquon Barkley will join us. And you, next on 987 ESPN.